Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Michael Woods. He is the president and CEO of Dream Builders for Equity, which is working to develop economically sustainable and socially engaging communities by growing equity for youth, businesses, residents, and real estate. Hello, Mike. Hey, hey, glad to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you. So this is so interesting to me. I, I First of all, you know that you've got this youth and you're teaching them these great skills and, and they are getting paid and what have you. But then the kids also, they're, they're building, they're like rehabbing these houses. And then the kids also get part of the equity once the house is sold. How, what a great yeah. idea. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's all about tackling the vacant home epidemic that's plaguing North St. Louis City. Um, And we do that by hiring youth ages 16 to 24 and then pairing them with minority contractors to complete these rehabs. So, yeah, the youth are getting the $15 an hour. That's the youth employment component. Uh, But they're also getting the equity stake in these properties. Um, And that's so important to us because we want them to feel like bosses throughout this entire program, not to feel like employees or like they're a part of some program, but for them to truly take ownership of these communities, take ownership of their neighborhoods, uh, and feel invested. Because we kind of talked off air uh, once you feel invested, uh, that's when you want to pick up the trash. That's when you want to uh, communicate things about the community in a real way. Uh, and that's what we're trying to bring to our youth and to the community members of the Hyde Park neighborhood. I just love it. And so Hyde Park, that's where you got, how many homes have you guys rehabbed? Yeah, so we've completed over 25 projects um, oh now. God. Yeah, so that is from Free Home Renovations for Seniors. That's um, our mission-based general contracting and our total uh, complete rehabs that we sell to first-time homeowners. So it is... Um, it has been a long journey. It's been a fun journey. Me and Neil Richardson, uh, the other co-founder, we started this program in 2016, and we've been scaling up every year, and we've been able to scale up because of the amazing support we've been getting from community members. That's so great. So, I, I mean, I was, I got to tell you, I mean, you think about what these, what these kids are learning. It's not, I mean, this is something that they'll be able to use for the rest of their life, whether they go into it professionally or home ownership. That's part of home ownership is knowing how to fix stuff, you know? Yeah, it's extremely tangible. Like, that's the whole purpose of the way we set up the organization. We want it to be real. We want them to be able to experience it in real time. Um, So yeah, when they first walk into a property, it's vacant, the walls are falling down, the roof is coming off, um, and they have no belief that this is actually going to be something that's rehabbed. Uh, Um, And they're also looking at me, they're like, how, like, I've heard, I have brothers. Exactly. (laughs) This place isn't going to work. It's impossible uh, in their minds. And then also, I'm a reflection of other black men that they have seen growing up. So I know, you know, some in some cases they have an uncle or a cousin. They said the same exact things to them. Um, so it's so important for us to deliver and actually do exactly what we say. So when they go through the process of being with Dream Builders and they see that that once a dilapidated home become a house for a family, 
uh, it builds up this confidence that they can do anything in the world. Uh, one thing that I left out is that while they're going through this rehab process, they're also journaling. Um, they're writing down all their experiences. Oh, cool. And then we combine those journals and make it into a book that they have 100% ownership of. So just like the the house that they walk into and they assume that they won't be able to rehab, they feel the same way when I tell them, hey, you guys are going to publish a book uh, by the end of this academy. Uh, and we always get looked at the same exact way, like, yeah, I sure. doubt that. <laughs> and when they see that actually come to life and then they be celebrated by 200, 300 people in attendance and then they get every single dollar that is made at that event, um, it just builds up this sense of confidence and it also builds up the understanding of what ownership really does. So the book is them owning their story and owning their narrative and the properties is them owning their communities and feeling invested in their neighborhoods. Is, this is brilliant. So... Let me ask you this. What how do you decide this is we're gonna take on this house? Well, a lot of times it's um community driven, right? So if the community identifies a nuisance property, a property that may have some squatters or may have like some drug use going on inside of it, it's vacant. Um, they're able to then like file suit on those properties and then they're able to get possession of it. And once they get possession of it, they're able to identify an organization or a developer that they believe would do a great job on bringing those houses back. Got so in a lot of those cases, they identify dream builders. Um, so that means that sometimes our acquisition cost is like zero dollars because it's a donation from the neighborhood association right um and then we take our team of uh, contractors and subcontractors to say hey is this even doable is this possible and in most cases it is they just look at me and be like it's going to cost a whole bunch of money and we just be like all right we'll do it for the community but that is uh that's the thing it's super cash intensive so all of the support we're getting from community members we truly appreciate it because this is not an easy task at all, but it is a huge win for that neighborhood, for the community, because we may invest $300,000 in the property right. and then sell it for two hundred and fifty or two hundred and twenty. dollars But that home buyer is now walking away with $80,000 worth of equity immediately. And if we're trying to create generational wealth, this is how you do it. You start with that home buyer, but you also include that minority contractor who you know, all of those dollars went through their hands oh, and also with the young so people as well. Cool. Thank you. So they so they've already they are walking into a home that already has equity built in. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. So then um how many like the kids that go through the academy, like how many kids do you have at any given time working on one of these properties? Yeah, so we typically have about thirty to fifty students employed with us throughout the academy. Um, and these youth are from the ages of 16 to 24. Some of these youth are college interns. So we have folks from like WashU, from Webster, St. Louis University. But then we also have young people, um, 16, 17, and 18, who go to um, the public schools in St. Louis City uh, and some in North County as well. Um, and it's a great merger between the high school youth and then those college interns. I'm... A 35-year-old bald man. Um, so I, I think I'm cool, but in reality, I'm probably not as cool as I used to be. Uh, so when we have the 21, 22, 23-year-olds who come from the same environment as those 16 and 17-year-olds, but they have found a way to uh, really achieve academic success at the WashU, St. Louis Universities, right. um, it, it's great for those high school kids to see that 
be impressed by them, and then also have this competitive nature to be like, if they can do it, I can do it too. And we see that so much um, with our young people. We have competitions every single Friday, and uh, it's it's the most beautiful thing to see in the world because they're not only cheering each other on, but they're also pushing each other to be better. That's awesome. Now, you were introduced to me from my buddy Draco, and I know Draco and my buddy Top work with you. How did you guys meet? How did that all come to be? Well, Draco and Top are two people that I, I look up to. Uh, with Top, he uh, he came to our—we had a book signing and documentary back in 2018, and Top came. He filmed the entire— um, the footage of the he's day. He's very good at that. He, he, he's, the, he's the best. He's not even good. He's the best at that. He's awesome. Um, but once he did that, he not only wanted to, like, capture more images, but he wanted to build a relationship with the young people. So it was no way. Like, I immediately was like, yo, Todd, we need you. Your influence is too amazing. Like, you know these kids better than any of us. Uh, and that's what you see in Top Life now. He's not just uh, a part of Dream Builders. He's running a very, very successful business, but he's also, like, connecting to every single youth in the city. I don't know how he does it, but he finds them and he supports them. Uh, with Draco, I was just a fan of Draco. Like, I've been— I probably, As am I. <laughs> I probably saw Draco for the first time, like, in 2016 or something did like you, that. Were you at his uh, his recent concert at Off-Broadway? Yeah, I did. So I, I was did. there. I was, I was you there, and yeah. I were—oh, my gosh, yeah, I didn't yeah. know you then, but yeah. Yeah, Draco's a star. He's a superstar. And, um, yeah, you can see that through his music and how he's able to, like— really on the stage, but it's even more impressive by just how he lives. Yes. Uh, I love the way that Draco lives as a human being. I was telling him that recently. It's just like, man, I'm just impressed uh, by just who you are as a person. And, and, and of course, that translates into his music, but he's just a stand-up guy. He definitely is, and family is so important to him. And I love, I, I, I love his mom so. I think his mom is just awesome, yes, and she's at family. every single concert. And you know, it's his whole family is at every single concert. It's just amazing. I love it. Yeah, he he blessed us, man. I've I've been asking him or trying to figure out a way to get him a part of the program for so long. I needed him to lead our summer academy, which he did this year, and. Uh, it was it was a complete blessing. Like we were begging this guy, like, "Come on, please." He's like, "Man, you don't have to beg. I want to do this. Like, I'm excited to do this." And to your point about the family, that's what Dream Builders is. Uh, there's a joke that we have in this text message group uh, with the team. It's called Family, Family, Love, Love, and uh, that's just all we say all day. Is love you, I love you, family, family. And so we just call each other family, family, love. That's love. how it that's should funny. be. It should be easy yeah. to tell people that you love them. And that's family, family, love, love. That's family, awesome. Family, family, love, love. Yep. I love that. <laughs> so tell people how they can learn more about Dream Builders for Equity. Yep. Absolutely. Um, definitely follow us on all the social media platforms. It's Dream Builders, the number four equity, Dream Builders for Equity on all the social media platforms. Uh, absolutely visit our website to see exactly what we got going on, the new projects uh, at Dream Builders, the number four equity.org, Dream Builders for Equity.org. Uh, and yeah, feel free to reach out to me or any of our amazing team members. Uh, Lucy Reds, our director of operations. If you guys see her, know her, connect with her. Uh, Draco, as we mentioned, Top, as we mentioned. And then we have Jessica and Colin 
and Nikki, um, who are doing a phenomenal job. Jessica and Colin are leading our construction. And then Nikki is helping with the internal work in the organization. Uh, sounds like you have an amazing team. I do. We we are uh, we are a close Nick group and we are family and um yeah, we have no weaklings. We have all people that I genuinely look up to. I love it. So I have some fun questions for you. Okay. Um, okay. All right. With what you do, you have to have come across some challenges or some very interesting situations mm-hmm. <laughs> at these houses. Tell Church. us about one of them. Um, I can tell you a million stories about the houses. The houses are, it can get sad in here if we talk about the houses. But no, um, one good funny one. And I wish I had this picture with me. There is this picture of the first house we ever rehabbed. And the back of the house was just filled with uh, vegetation, grew all over the house, all throughout the backyard, all over the fence. And uh, every time I showed this picture on a presentation, uh, when me and Neil would do presentations together, this would be the moment where Neil would like act as if he's an <laughs> Army vet veteran. And he'd be like, yeah, I got poison ivy this day. And... Um, <laughs> That's the funniest story to me ever because he would always say it with like, hey, everybody, this is real work that we're doing out here. I could have died. Um, but that's a really good one. But, yeah, we've experienced everything. Like these properties, again, they're in pretty, pretty bad shape. It's magic that we're able to bring them back to life and at the quality that we bring them back to life. They compete and rival with any beautiful home in the city. Um, so we've, you know— put roofs back on houses that didn't have roofs. We put, wall, like, the back walls have been completely out of homes that we built up. Oh, my I remember gosh. one time, and I probably shouldn't say this, but there was, like, a dead rat in the ceiling, and we were doing a demo, and the rat fell on us. So it's oh, been all type of craziness. Yeah. I am positive that you have seen some. We've seen it all. Yeah. We've seen it all. But, oh, my gosh, how lovely to take such a sad piece of real estate and mm-hmm. make it happy again. I appreciate that. And I think that's the importance of the program is that uh we're able to see the beauty in that in that in that pro- in that project um exactly where it's at. And right. that's sometimes uh what we see with young people or what we see with community members is that, you know, people aren't able to see that beauty initially. And, and all it takes is a little bit of investment for you to be able to really see who they truly are. And that's what we're doing with the houses. We're giving it a little bit of investment so you can see what it truly is. Right, right. And it just it brings everything up. One property Absolutely. can bring everything up. I agree I with love that. it. So if you could invent anything for the future, get crazy, get the imagination out, mm-hmm. what would it be? Um, I would invent something that allows everyone to understand each other. Oh. Yeah. I think so much of the issues that we have is just through not understanding. I think people probably agree a thousand percent of the time, but we do not understand the core of what we're trying to it communicate. Is, that is so true. So, yeah, if I could find some type of way to get us all to just understand, because I don't think you could hate or be mad. If you just understand if where a person knew, is coming exactly. from. Exactly. It's it's kind of like, I use the term, you don't know their journey, you know? Yes. So it's yeah. like, you know, when you see someone, you know, just something simple, they're, they're acting up on the highway. You know, mm-hmm. I'm always like, I don't know your journey. I, you know, I don't know your journey. So important. You know, yeah. and just like kind of put out love and yeah. peace for that human being because you don't really know what they've gone through. But so important. 
I agree with you. It's it's really hard when you are you you are you, mm-hmm. and you've had certain a certain way of of growing up, of being, and what have you. You mm-hmm. can't judge somebody else because you don't know what they've been through. Yeah, it's that's a lot of work to do every day of trying to fully understand people. Uh, And I love that you're doing that immediately. You're not even going as far as trying to understand. You're just knowing that you don't. Like yeah, you, I, I like, might hey, not I may ever not know, understand. Yeah, I may not you know, know what this person is going. It's Let me constant, give them some grace. Though. I mean, it's a it's a constant thing. I mean, because there are times where I want to, you know, be like, "Oh, you idiot! What are you doing?" You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and then I'm like, "No, now mm. it's work." You know, be be loving. It's yep. it's you know, be loving. It's hard to be loving all the time, That's but work. it's really important. It's so important. You have to you have to do it, and I think it gives you an advantage when you do when you do. So like. For me, and even me and Neil, we will always joke about, like, out-loving each other. Like, let's see who can love the rest of the world more. Uh, and that's cause, because we realize at a very early age that, you know, like, that's where all of the blessings come from. So even when you think you're loving to help the other person, it's also coming back so to being a blessing you. for you. Yes. Um, so, I mean, that's one of the tricks of the trade, and I try to tell it to every young person. It's like— just do things with love, and I promise it'll work out. And it's very hard to communicate that because it sounds hocus pocusy. Right. Um, it it sounds fluffy. It sounds. Yep. But the thing is, and and I'm sure you have also dealt with you know people in your life where they they didn't really come from a place of love. Absolutely. So it's really hard for them to understand and bring it into their heart because they've yeah. already hardened their heart. They're like. Ugh. No, yeah. I think I know what love looks like, and I'm not. I don't like it. And it's yep. like, no, that's not love. Yep. That isn't love. Let's teach you what love is. That's that's a big task. It's so big, and it's only you only reap the benefits of it with consistency. So, like you said, so many people who haven't experienced it, they do it once and they feel the burn of it because love is a lot of times taking the small stick or whatever, the short end of the whatever. I don't know. I'm always horrible with every phrase. Oh, I am so I'm terrible <laughs> There's a running joke that I'm I've never said somebody, oh, I'm always like, gosh. it's I, a half a dozen, six, something. I don't know. It's something like that. It's so good. I like, I know there's it's a good another, one, There's another never, one with brass tacks or brass something. Uh, I'm like, I'm the let's worst. get down to, I don't know, there's a brass thing we got to yeah. get down to. <laughs> I know, I'm the worst with that. That is my uh, Yay. This is, we have this in common. We're, we're twins I am so bad at no, I'm legendarily bad. But you would know it's a good one, too. Like, no, he's about to make a connection. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, I love that so much. Yeah, it, it is, it's super important, though. Like, we have, like you, have to, you have to actually be consistent to reap the benefits for love. Because it is, you're, you're always getting the short end of the stick. There, there, I think that's it. You're always getting the short it. end of the stick in the Gold beginning. Star. But... Um, it's 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 about a marathon. It's about just continuing to love, and it'll it'll turn out for you at the end. But if you do not know that, if you do not get those wins soon, you might abandon it. And again, going back to the program, the program is really built around wins. Like we are trying to make sure that these young people get wins. So when they, you know, publish the book or rehab the house or have the book signing, these are immediate wins. And what we have noticed is if you win, you become addicted to winning. Are you? Right. It becomes contagious, and you want to do it more and more, and you also understand how to win. Uh, and once you figure that out, the rest of the world is kind of easy. I love it. So <clears throat> this uh, show is all about kindness, which you absolutely embody. Uh, but just 
something recent, share with us something recent you either witnessed, received, given that's around kindness. Kindness. Uh, I'm around kindness all day. You are around Um, kindness all day. um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I see it in our students. I see it in, I just see it all over the place. Um, Our students look out for each other in such a special way. Uh, And it like, it melts your heart every single day. Like they will not, and this is again, an eight week period that they build these relationships. Most of our young people don't know each other the first day. Right. So to see them build these insane connections and like fight for each other, look out for each other, um, that always touches my heart. I wish I can give you more of an example, but just the the experience of the eight week academy is really it really blows me away. So I have I have a thought too. Mm-hmm. You guys are it's more than building. You've got a whole chess. Yeah. Like you teach these kids how to play chess, which again is another brilliant idea because there's so many lessons within learning how to play chess. I'm a, I, I'm a chess junkie. I love chess. Any second that I get when I'm not working, I'm playing chess or trying to read something. But like chess is uh, my favorite thing in the world. So we have a chess program called Black Squares. Um, and our youth... Um, our youth ages 16 to 24 are teaching young people ages 6 to 18 how to play chess. Um, and it's the most beautiful. Again, it's one of those things that when you see it in action, it just melts your heart. Um, but, yeah, it's all about strategy. It's all about being extremely focused. It's all about planning. Uh, and you get to bring all of that into your real life while playing the game. Um it's the best thing in the world. I used to be a basketball player growing up, um, and I'm still a fan of the game. But, you know, of course, my knees don't work the same way. I can't oh, jump as yeah, that I happens to all of us. But the cool thing about chess is that you can continue to get better and grow no matter what age. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, a beautiful cool, It's another cool element to bring into that mix. I just love Absolutely. it. Yeah. Well, Mike, thank you so much for everything you're doing Thank you for, 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 I mean, you have found your purpose and passion and you're living it every day and it, it, and what you're doing is just, you know, it's, it's, it's moving out into the community in so many ways and all the, the youth that you're working with, the communities that you are helping to rebuild. Thank you. Thank you. This is how we are able to do it. Um, Folks like you sharing your platform, letting us tell the world about our mission, and then getting people to support us in any way that they can. So thank you for thinking about us, um, considering us worthy to be on this platform. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Truly appreciate you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad Draco introduced me to you. I'm so glad Draco had to take a call with me that day that he was like, what is Dream Builders for equity? What are you doing? You know, so. Draco was on that call, and I was like, look at this guy, man. He's just running multiple businesses at the same time. And, uh, so, no, it was great. And they, their eyes, Top and Draco, their eyes lit up when they were speaking to you. So I knew this was a, Oh, my a good gosh. Well, to, I feel the same way every time I talk to them. I just, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's just fun. It's good people to know. So thank you. And I'm so glad you. I know you now. 
Yeah, we're best friends. You, you can't get rid of me. That's now. right. I love you. I, I love you, too. And then I we can talk too. about all of the the little things we don't understand when people give us their sayings. We're like, we don't know. We're going to make up our own. We're going to make up our own. <laughs> and people are going to have to live with it. That's just and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> well, thank you, Mike. Thank you. And everyone out there, uh, you have been listening to Mishmash. And just be kind, be kind, be kind, be kind. You know, you just... We, we could use more kindness every single second of every single day. So thank you Absolutely. all. See you guys. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.